Too Bright, the only book-like guarantee to outshine a reindeer snout, presents Lance Manley, Library Detective. Most days in the tough, seedy world of public library security are more or less the same. You clock in, save the world a couple of times, then clock out and go home to whatever little cold water flat you can afford. You pour yourself a stiff drink and wait for the sun to rise so you can go back and do it all again. Most days are like that, but there are days, or more to the point times of year, that do offer a respite from the ongoing struggle against bibliographic monotony. Take, for example, this time of year. That's right. December comes to the library world just like it does everywhere else. And while the world goes a little crazy with the charge plates for a week or three, we at the local public tend to keep things simple. We put up a modest tree, endure the endless parade of cookies in the break room, and generally make merry in a nearly silent fashion. But it's no secret that the holidays come prepackaged with a gift of the blues for some folks, and every year a Scrooge or three finds his way into our stacks. Well, not always Scrooge. One year it was Santa Claus got hit by the seasonal blahs. Pour yourself a cup of eggnog, and I'll tell you all about it. We'll be back to Lance Manley in just a moment. But first, friends, does the chore of holiday gift-giving get you down? Does that special someone on your list vex you with his elusive taste and disappointed stare on Christmas morning? Well, blow that frown out of the water with a new book light from Too Bright. Yes, a Too Bright book light is just the thing to cheer up your man during this dark, dreary season of goodwill and happiness. With a book light this powerful, your hubby can not only easily read the Old Testament aloud for the family's moral instruction, but with the new Too Powerful battery pack, he can take his book light into every corner of the house searching for contraband. Weighing in at just 40 pounds, the Too Powerful battery pack comes complete with olive drab carrying straps that will surely put a smile on his face as he thinks back to those carefree days of basic training. And with over 25 minutes of battery life, your better half can do a thorough search of both Billy and Susie's rooms, looking for horror comics and sensen. So move over, Star of Bethlehem. There's a new battery-powered light to guide us by. Too bright! Available at finer ammo dumps and war surplus stores. And now we return to Lance Manley, Library Detective. The holidays can be a surprisingly busy time at the library. The kids are out of school and full of energy for the coming gift orgy. The holiday books circulate so fast you worry the paper will catch fire. And a lot of the seasonal problems from outside these hallowed halls of knowledge find their way inside. Holiday depression, for example. For every patron checking out with a smile on her face, there seem to be two making with the bah humbug. And all that had nothing to do with the fact that a long, hard winter had just begun. And there were more than a few folks in need of the heated, publicly funded comfort the public library could provide. Some folks needed to break away from the cold before returning home and some folks had no home to return to. That's where this story begins, with one such character who'd staked out a couch in the periodicals room and curled up for a long winter's nap. That was two days ago. Head librarian Effie Perrine's patience was not going to last until Christmas, which is how we came to be standing together at the checkout desk, gazing over at said character, trying to keep our yuletide spirits intact. 
hate to do it, Lance. Well, we could always just leave him be. He's been there two days, and he hasn't checked out or read anything. Has he bothered anyone, caused a ruckus? No. Closing time comes, and he rises from that spot when I tell him to. He's the last one out the door, then reappears the next morning the moment we open. It's a clear-cut case of loitering. I could arrange for accommodation over at County Lockup for a couple of days. Uh, I would, but... What is it, boss? Well, look at him. He's a dead ringer for Santa Claus. He is at that. A little on the thin side, but then things are tough all over. Don't joke, Lance. This has got me all worked up. Just relax, so illustrious leader. I'll have a chat with our Chris Kringle and see if I can't get him to find another library. Gently, though. I don't want a scene. Oh, don't worry, boss. This will be one silent night. Excuse me. Hey, uh, old-timer? Hmm? Oh. Terribly sorry. I appear to have dozed off. (laughs) Say, this, uh, couch is for library patrons only, you know? I know. I suppose you're here to throw me out, aren't you, Lance? No, sir. I just wanted to... Wait, what? Yes, I know who you are. You're Lance Manley, a 7-3 ratio who'd like a new holster. What was that about a ratio? Nice to naughty ratio. Everyone has one. You know, you could be an 8-2 with very little effort, Lance. I get it, and I bet you think a new holster is what I want for Christmas. No, that's just what I can give you for Christmas. What you want can't be put into stockings. That's what you think. She looks fantastic in them. But for right now, what I want, Pops, is for you to maybe move along. I see. Son, do you think you could give me five more minutes just until the snow stops? Uh, sure. Hey, have you got some place to go? I know Father Flanagan real well. He's usually booked solid this time of year, but I bet he could find a cot for Santa Claus. Oh, don't worry about me, son. I'll be fine. The cold never bothered me. Yeah? Well, for someone who doesn't mind the cold, he sure stay out of it enough. Oh, I'm not in here to avoid the cold, Lance. I'm in here to avoid... Well, all the rest of it. Which is how it all started. After five minutes or so, the old guy got up, gathered his belongings, which consisted of a plastic trash bag full of heaven knows what, and slowly trudged out of the library without so much as a glance at Effie or me. I don't know that I ever felt so low. And from the look on Boss Lady's face, she felt the same. Without a word, we both went back to whatever we'd been doing and tried to put the old guy out of mind. The next day, Chris Kringle was nowhere to be seen. The day after that, more the same. I had just about forgotten him when, late in the afternoon, just as the blizzard that promised eight new inches of white stuff was blowing in, my cohort and sometime partner in crime, Doghouse Riley, knocked on my door. Hey, uh, Lance, you got a minute you got? For you? Always, Doghouse. What's up? You need a hand clearing the walks? Well, it it ain't about that, it ain't. But I'll take some help once the snow falls. It's about Santa Claus, it is. I keep telling you, Doghouse. Just address the letter to the North Pole, and you'll get it. Don't joke, this is serious. He's here, Lance. He's at the library. Is this about the old fellow in the periodicals room? I thought I gave him the air. You did. That's why I went and got him. You did what now? Oh, I, I know I probably shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have. But when I seen you kick that guy out, I, I stopped him before he got out of the parking lot. I invited him to join me down in my place, join me there. 
doghouse. I know, I know. I knew you and Miss Perrine wouldn't like it. But what was I going to do? It was Christmas, Lance. Seeing Chris walk out of here all depressed and all, I had to do something. Chris, you're on a first-name basis now. Oh, sure. He's been down there two days. He's been sleeping on that little cot I got in my room for after-lunch naps. You mean he's been in the building overnight? I know. That's why I didn't tell you. You can get into big trouble for this doghouse. I'll take that chance. But there's something you gotta know. You gotta. I think Chris might be... the real thing. What real thing? You know, him. Santa Claus. Doghouse I know, I know, but you gotta hear him talk. You gotta. He's all depressed about the state of the world. War, pandemics, people down on Christmas, down on everything. And this makes him Santa Claus. He just sounds like any three guys you might find on the street this time of year. I don't know, Lance. There's something about him there is. Something that seems authentic-like. Okay, let's say you're right. What do you want me to do about it? Well, I was thinking, you're smart. You work things out all the time. Maybe if you just talk to him, you could help him get, I don't know, the Christmas spirit back. And I strike you as the holly jolly sort, do I? You know what I mean. If anyone can come up with a solution, you can, Lance. <sighs> All right, I'll talk to him. But only because I have to kick him out again. But you'll talk to him first, right? Of course. We'll have a nice chat. But after that, out he goes. Capiche? Sure, sure. Whatever you say. I couldn't always figure Doghouse, and this was a time I definitely thought he was screwy. Could a grown man believe in Santa Claus? A grown man who, incidentally, was in charge of the library's boiler, which would blow up without proper care. I decided to think about something else, namely how to get Kris Kringle, real or not, out of the building without Effie knowing he'd been shacking up in our basement for two days. Something like that would be bad news for Doghouse and me both. I descended to Doghouse's room. I noticed he had decided to conveniently be someplace else just then, and found the bearded man in a heavy coat reclining on the cot Doghouse used for afternoon naps. He lay on top of the old army blanket that passed for bedding, and clutched his big plastic garbage sack to his chest. His eyes gazed up at the ceiling with a faraway look, and he didn't even glance my way when I came in. So you're a hard guy to get rid of. Hello, Lance. What do I call you, anyway? Our custodian thinks you're Kris Kringle. Well, that would be as good a name as any. Doesn't matter much now, since you're here to remove me from the premises. We'll get to that. How about you and I have a little chat first? As you wish. Doghouse is quite taken with you. He's a good man. A 9-1, as a matter of fact. And, uh, he seems to think you're, uh, well, who you pretend to be. And who do you think I'm pretending to be, Lance? Santa Claus, of course. <laughs> Do you think I look like Santa Claus? The beard and the build fit. You seem to be short a red suit, though. Hmm. Oh, and there is that one other thing. What's that? Oh, that certain holly jolly spirit the real Saint Nick is known for. Ah, yes. I do like that. You're right. It's got Doghouse very concerned. He thinks the kidders are going to miss out unless you make with the ho-ho-ho. Oh, Doghouse has a child's faith. It's done me good to be near him these past few days. But alas, I fear I am beyond hope. Look, the, the holidays get a lot of people down. There's people you can see, get some help. No shame in it. I'm afraid those options aren't open to me. Why not? 
Do you know what happens when you go into a counselor's office or a hospital and tell them you're Santa Claus? They put you in a ward with all the other Santa Clauses, along with three Napoleons, Jesus Christ, and the Easter Bunny. No, this is a burden I must bear alone. Not necessarily. Talking is a good fix for most things, and I'm a pretty good listener. Except you don't believe in me, do you, Lance? Is that what this is about? No one believes in Santa anymore, so you figure your usefulness is done. Usefulness. When was I ever really useful? I was a symbol, Lance. I represented something to people, something good and wholesome. But symbols are only good so long as people agree what they mean. I'm afraid there's just as many anti-Christmas folks as pro these days. There's always been folks struck blue by Christmas. You must know that. Yes, and I understand, but it seems different now. This internet, it lets everyone say their piece, but it, it doesn't give you what you need doesn't teach you what's right or wrong. It just gives you what you want on a continuous loop. And if a person is a bit blue, as you say, around Christmas, well, then that's the message they'll see on their phones over and over again until they think that is the holidays. I used to think commercialism was the biggest challenge, but at least that had a, a gift-giving spirit at its center. But now, oh, people see darkness within themselves and nothing else. So you just decided to hide out this year? I guess that's so. The task is just so monumental, Lance. It was never about giving gifts, you know. It was about giving a spirit, a feeling. That's harder than ever now. It just seems like everyone wants to complain all the time about everything. Where is there room for Christmas and all that? I don't have an answer for you. But I am afraid I do have to ask you to leave. Yes. Yes, you do. Where will you go? You mentioned Father Flanagan. Perhaps his church is a good place to start. Doghouse is going to be disappointed. He was hoping I could talk into going back to work. Yes, I imagine he was. Walk me out, Lance? Sure. We'll be sure to go by Effie. It'll impress her to see you escorting the vagrant from the building. It didn't, though because I never saw Effie when me and the old gentleman went out together. I took him to the door, he shook my hand, and wished me a Merry Christmas, and then headed out into the snow. He was coming down so hard, I lost sight of him before he even left the parking lot, and I felt lower than I ever had. I was just staring out the window at the last spot I saw him, when suddenly... Chris! Chris, wait up! Hold it, doghouse. He's gone. Oh man, I knew I should have gone with you, I should have. Look, he left his sack. He did? That's funny, I've never seen him without it. Me neither. That's what's got me worried. Maybe I should go out looking. No way. A dozen Rudolphs couldn't cut through this blizzard doghouse. Wouldn't surprise me if Effie closed the library early today. Oh, jeez. He he's gonna need this. What? What's in his sack? Take a look. It's his suit. So it is. Bells and all. Hey, look at this. What? The label. This suit is the property of Coburg's department store. You mean that old store downtown that went out of business last year out of business? Yeah. Hey, I bet that's who our friend Chris Kringle was, the Coburg Santa Claus. That poor guy's out of a job. Oh, you, uh, you think that's what it was? Doghouse, you really didn't think. No, no, of course not. There ain't no such thing as Santa Claus. I ain't a kid, Lance. I was just, you know, feeling for the guy. Out of a job at Christmas time. Must be rough, must be. Must be. 
Hey, I know that look. You're thinking on something, ain't you, Lance? What? That's okay. I'll leave you to it. But I believe in you, Lance. I know you'll come up with something. And at that moment, Doghouse hit me with the brightest smile I'd ever seen. Childlike faith? He had it in spades. But after only five minutes, and one bourbon, of rumination, I did indeed come up with a pretty good plan. I cleared said plan with Effie, gathered up the old man's plastic bag, and headed out into the snow, which had settled down into winter wonderland mode by then. Steady flakes, but no wind or bitter cold. I found him inside five minutes, sitting on a bench in the city park less than a block away. Chris Kringle, I presume? You should be inside, Lance. It's not a fit night out for man nor beast. Yeah, since I'm somewhere in between those two, I'll do fine. Here. Goodness, did I leave that behind? Yeah. Interesting contents in there. Did you look into my personal property, Lance? That's very naughty, you know. Well, personal property left at the public library becomes the property of the lost and found until reclaimed. I was well within my rights to see you had a Santa suit in there. Hmm. And you came out into a storm to give it back to me. Well, maybe I just wanted it out of the library. Or maybe I had another idea in mind. What's that? Well, I've been talking to Ms. Perrine, and we have an opening at the library this season. Oh, what sort of opening? We do story time for the kids on Thursdays. It's fun in the winter to change it up a bit and give the kids something special. Something like, say, uh, story time with Santa Claus? You... You'd want me to read to the children? That's right. She'd even let you choose the books. And if some of the kids wanted to sit on your lap and make what the present requests after the stories, we figure there's no harm in that. Well, this... this is a wonderful offer, lads, but, uh... No buts. I... We both know you got nothing going on at the moment, Chris. The next story time is tomorrow afternoon. Just think about it until then. He showed, of course, but not in a heavy gray coat. Our own Chris Kringle showed up in the junior room, boots and buckles gleaming, and his beard suddenly snow white. And did he have a twinkle in his eye? You bet he did. I barely recognized the guy, he was so transformed. The kids took to him right away, and after the reading of a few classics, including a poem by one Clement Clark Moore, they lined up to sit on the old guy's lap and whisper their fondest wishes into his ear. Effie and I stood at the back of the room and took it all in not quite able to believe what we were seeing. Here was Santa Claus, the one and only, in our library. It seemed too good to be true, because as both of us knew, it was. Goodbye, little one. Bye-bye now. <laughs> Ooh, well, that's a wrap, Chris. Nice job. It was a pleasure, Lance. I'd forgotten what a simple pleasure it was to read to children. Their little minds are so nimble and quick. Well, it's pretty much what we're all about here. Effie said she wanted to add a special story time tomorrow. You up for it? I think I could be persuaded. For some cookies and milk. <laughs> hey, do you have a place to stay until then? Doghouse's cot is probably still available. Thank you, Lance, but I have a lot of work to do and not much time to do it in. Sure, but you have a place to stay, right? Now I said don't worry about me. I won't be sleeping much between now and Christmas anyway. Well, there is a place for you here if you need it. Thank you, Lance. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Same time. That's fine. 
And with that, the old guy laid a finger alongside his nose, turned, and strode out of the room. He came back the next day for story time, and the day after that. By then, it was about the 23rd of December, and Chris claimed he had too much work to take an hour off for story time, much to the despair of a rather large crowd of regulars that had been growing ever since Chris became our designated reader. Finally, Effie, Doghouse, and I found ourselves outside the library on Christmas Eve. Effie hanging a sign on the door that we would be closed to the public until the 26th. That's it. Another holiday in the books. Well, practically another. Christmas ain't over until you sleepwalk through next week. I never get anything done in between the holidays. Don't remind me, Lance. One of these years, I'm just gonna go lay on a beach until January 10th and let you do the yearly budget. Hmm, good. Then maybe I'll finally get that infrared sensing equipment I've been asking for. Well, if you've been very good this year, maybe our good friend Chris will bring it to you. I don't think I've been that good. Hey, Doghouse, why the long face? What? Oh, uh, sorry, Lance. I was just thinking I was. What about? Well, do we know Chris is okay? I mean, he was homeless, he was. How do we know he's not out on the street somewhere or the street? Oh, I'm sure he found a place at Father Flanagan's or somewhere. He certainly hasn't looked homeless since coming in with his costume on. Yeah, that's right. If he found a place to clean up that good, he surely has a place to sleep now. I know. It's just... I worry is all I worry. It's funny, Doghouse. But I had half a notion you thought he was the real thing. Who, me? Uh, don't, don't be silly, boss. I know there ain't no such thing as... Uh... Anyone else hear that? Well, yeah, it's a sleigh bell. They're everywhere this time of year, ain't they? Yeah, but that one sounds like it's coming from above us. Right above us. <laughs> That's silly, doghouse. It's just a trick of the sound. A, a sonic anomaly. But I feel if it weren't so cloudy out, I'd be able to look up and see... Don't say it. <laughs> Did you hear that? Well, I'll tell you, Doghouse. I don't know what I heard, but you know what I'm going to do? What's that? I'm going home and hanging up my stocking. Seems like a smart move. This ain't the year to stop believing in Santa Claus. This has been another adventure of Lance Manley, Library Detective, brought to you by Too Bright the book light that recognizes only one holiday in December, so you'd better too. And from all of us here at Icebox Radio, Happy, Happy Holidays! holidays. <laughs> this has been Lance Manley and the Case of the Sorrowful Santa, starring Caleb Silvers as Lance Manley. The cast featured Diane Adams as Effie Perrine, Justin Kapla as Doghouse Riley, and Jeffrey Adams as Chris. Script, direction, and post-production by Jeffrey Adams. Some music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. For a complete song list, see the show notes of this episode. This program copyright 2022 by the Icebox Radio Theater, which is solely responsible for its content. Partial funding made possible in part by the voters of Minnesota through a grant from the Minnesota State Arts Board thanks to a legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. And from all of us here once again, Merry Christmas 
and a happy new year from Icebox Radio.